Good evening, good morning, good afternoon. Thank you, everybody. Welcome back. This is Dominic Sicali, Mafia Roundtable, final chapter. The first Mafia boss in history to rat Joe Messino, who was dubbed the last Don, wired up. With Joe in MDC Brooklyn, which is a metropolitan detention center where they house all types of inmates uh, pre-trial, meaning people not convicted of crimes and people that are convicted of crimes. It's uh, a building in Brooklyn that houses everybody. When Vinny Basciano got arrested, they put Vinny in that building as well. Joe Messino's in segregation. Segregation is an isolated uh, where you lock down 23 hours a day. You get an hour a day for rec on a rec deck on the roof. Uh, Vinny's on, on a main floor socializing, hanging out with other inmates. Uh, he has a little bit more, a lot more freedom. Uh, lo and behold, Vinny gets put in segregation for some unknown reason. So him and Joe are together in segregation. They don't have access to one another. They're on, it's one floor, but they're on different sections of that floor. They have a separate tea order on them, so they can't be together. And the government put it that way. But one day... The corrections officers, they have rec time, which is an hour rec schedule a day. They have different slots. So on the rec deck, there might be about 12 cages they have. And some cages, they'll put one individual if they're separated from other people in that cage. The cage might be 20 by 30, 20 by 40, those type of dimensions, where they could walk around, get some fresh air. You walk in a circle, you maybe do some push-ups outside. You could talk through the cages with other people. So this one day in particular, they put Vinny and Joe out there, but they're in separate cages. They're isolated. Um, but they could talk. The cage, cages are adjacent to one another. So what separated Vinny and Joe is just um, it's like a metal, metal separation. It's crisscross, so it's steel. So they were both out there together. It's cold. Um, they're talking. And all the while, they're, hello, how you doing? By this time, and I apologize for the part two. It was a little bit slow. This one will sure be much better. But I wanted to give you some insight on why things happen. And Vinny just didn't react to react on certain things. And you'll find out now why. In the newspaper, Joe has the newspaper by this point, And he reads, Randy Pizzolo's found shot dead in Greenpoint, Brooklyn, with his car still running. And I'm going to back up a little bit. As Michael and I are going back and forth now, uh, we're basically battling one another because Michael's questioning my authority. And I said that all in the Valentine's Day video I did uh, about Michael knows. But during one of our arguments, Michael turns around and tells me to throw in my face, like um, I'm him, like I'm, a, I'm slow doing things. Make sure that thing gets taken care of you're supposed to take care of. I knew what he was referring to, but of course I'm going to deny it. Mike, what are you talking about? You know what I'm talking about. That thing, just make sure it gets done. Make sure you handle it. 
So I knew, again, I don't know what you're talking about, but I know what I have to do. You don't have to tell me. And with that, I left it alone. So now we'll go back to the current day, Joe and Vinny in the hole. Joe read the newspaper. Randy Pizzolo found dead in Greenpoint, Brooklyn, and they claimed Genovese, Genovese crime family. So when I read the paper, I was like, oh, good. You know, all the heat's off of us. That's great, wonderful. Couldn't ask for any better. So Vinny's main rule, and he told me this, and I stated this in a prior um, episode. Dom, when I first met Vinny, Dom, if we ever do a piece of work, meaning killing somebody, never gets mentioned again. And Vinny's own words. Even if I come up to you a year from now and I ask you about it, it never happened. You better look at me that I'm wearing a wire, I'm a rat, I'm no good. And just say, what the fuck are you talking about, Vinny? And Vinny also went on to say, even if our boss asks you, our underboss, or the captains, anybody asks you, hey, you have any involvement with that thing? What the fuck are you talking about? I, I have no clue. I'm reading the paper just the way you're reading the paper. With that, Joe, wearing a wire, unbeknownst to Vinny, has him up against the fence. How are things going? Vinny, what's going on out there? They're like, you left everything's out of control? So Vinny says, what are you talking about, Joe? Nothing's out of control. Everything, nothing's skipping a beat. Well, I looked in the paper. This kid, Randy, is found dead. What happened there? Vinny, without any hesitation without any discretion in his tone, without any lipping, without any I don't knows. I, he just came out and said, Dominic took care of it. Dominic did it. Joe's next question, well, who's involved? Bo, I don't know who's involved. All I know is Dominic did it. In an average tone, which is out of character for Vinny, I don't know what he was thinking, but how... The fuck could you tell somebody Dominic just killed somebody? You're on a wreck deck. There's cops around. There's other inmates around. There's cameras all over the place. You see cameras. You have to anticipate there has to be maybe listening devices there. Not saying Joe's wearing a wire, but there's listening devices. Are you out of your fucking mind saying this? So he's asking them. And Vinny's going on. Dominic's this, Dominic's that. Joe, Dominic, if you have a penny, he'll collect every penny. You'll get every dime. He's a loyal dog. He's this. Give me all the proper accolades. But accolades I didn't need. I didn't need, didn't want. He was just trying. I guess Vinny was still trying to hold on to that control of being the boss, the acting boss. But he divulged something. Especially, Vinny read the damn paper too. It said Genovese. Why didn't Vinny say? Joe, wasn't us, it was the Genovese. I don't know what you're talking about. We had nothing to do with that. Say something. Why throw me under the fucking bus? Why didn't you talk about the dozen people you killed? So, lo and behold, um, um... On tape now. Vinny's on tape saying, I killed the guy. That's all the feds needed. I have 
a ton of heat on me at that time. I as I'm sending word to Vinny, I'm arguing with Michael. Uh, things are going back and forth. I tell him I'm feeling like a sitting duck. Vinny sends word back to me, do what you have to do with Michael. I have that scheduled up to kill him. I have so much heat on me, and I tell him, Vinny, I have a ton of heat. Like I send word, I have a lot of heat on me. Bo, it's just your imagination. No, it ain't my fucking imagination. I have a, a caravan following me 24-7 for no reason. And unbeknownst to us, Joe ratted. Joe said, oh, and also, let me go back to the tape. Joe Bates, Vinny. Bo, this is Joe Messino speaking. Bo, that thing with the prosecutor. Come on, really? So Vinny said, yeah, 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 Bo, I know. We can't do things like that. Like, Joe, fucking scumbag, I'm sorry, scumbag, lowlife. You actually had to put something in play with the prosecutor. Joe's the one that initiated all that. And at the end, when he knew he was wearing the wire, made it look like it was Vinny. Wasn't Vinny. Wasn't Vinny. And the sad part is, Joe took a lie detector test from what I was told, what I heard when we were fighting the case. Joe failed that lie detector test about Vinny's the one that wanted to kill the prosecutor. This is what I heard. This is all speculation from what I heard. I never saw a factual proof of it, so I can't say factually. But yet they still accepted Joe, and I could see the government's standpoint on that. Because there's sometimes you are telling the truth, but you failed a lie detector test. But I caught body language, too, when I was debriefed. First question was about killing Greg Andres. And I told them, myself and Vinny, even though I cringed to say it, I wanted to be forthright and forthcoming with that. And I, when I told them, no, that thing wasn't Vinny and I looking to do it. We got word from Joe Messino. Joe Messino sent word out, cryptic message. I caught movement, body language, like, that dirty motherfucker. Like, he actually played it because he knew all along in the back of his head, if I, bl- if I blow trial, I have nothing to give. My brother-in-law, Sal Vitali, who was my right arm, gave up everything, and so did the 10, 15 people that cooperated under him, gave up everything, so I have nothing to give. So let me create a hit on the prosecutor, and I'm saving one of their own. I do have some information to give. And now with the killing of Randy, that just added fuel to the fire. That was just like the cherry on top of the whipped cream, per se. So now I have heat on me, and they're on me hot and heavy. It got so bad, and I'm, I'm catching it. It's like I said, when I drive around, I'm listening to, I love my music, especially rap music. I'm listening to my 1010 Winds, and I'm seeing all the cars behind me. So one day, I need some relief. I have to get away. I had an auto repair shop in the Bronx. I have the cab. I'm driving normal. I call up the shop on my cell phone. I tell the guy who's running the shop, Nicky. Ace was in there, too. Ace, I had him running the shop. I gave him a percentage of it. I said, hey, Nick, do me a favor. I'm coming through. It was nasty day out. So if, even if my phone's tapped, any of the phones or there's listening devices, there's reason for why I'm asking them. 
do me a favor, open up the garage door. I'm going to pull in because I don't want to get wet. It's cold. It's slushy outside. All right, Dom. He opens up the garage door. I pull in. Ace is there. Say hello to him. Greet him. I said, Ace, do me a favor. I want you, we'll hang out, and I'm whispering in his ear. Get in my Acura. I want you to pull out and take off. Take off. Keep your face, try to keep your face buried. Just take off. Ace turns around. Okay, Dom, I got it. We wait about a half hour. Ace leaves out of the main entrance. There was a back door on the other side. My body shop went from one street to, to another street. There's a back door. We never used that door. It was emergency purposes only. This was an emergency. I already had planned. I had somebody waiting for me on the other side of the building. I go out the back door, get in the car, go. Went to my girl's house, picked up her car, took off. Went away for the week. And then ever since then, I wasn't even in, I wasn't going home to my house. I was being playing incognito. I was meeting people incognito, different hours of the day, staying in Manhattan a lot, out of the Bronx. Finally, I get word from a dear friend of mine. So the feds put word out because now they're worried. They think I'm, I'm basically going to kill this prosecutor, which Joe has them believing this. And especially Randy wound up dead. So they, they're concerned. They're really concerned at this point. And I don't blame them. Even though Joe failed the, the lie detector test, they're worried about it. So they put word out there. It circulates. Dumb. I get a call. Actually, page, page back. Get on a cell uh, pay phone. What's up? Dumb words out. There's no heat. They were just, uh, you know, they were on you for whatever reason they gave me. It sounded good. Then I wanted to go home. Um, I went home, laying in my bed that evening. About I'm on the second floor in my bedroom. It's about 4 in the morning. I hear my dogs start barking. They're going wild. I jump up. I look out the window. I tell my girlfriend, I said, oh, I'm getting arrested today. She said, stop kidding. She's four months pregnant. I said, no, I'm getting arrested today. I'm not joking. With that, I throw some clothes on real quick. As I'm walking down the stairs, I go to open up my door. They're batting my door in, but didn't break the door. Because as I'm opening it, they hit it. So the momentum just went forward, smashed up against the wall, and then bounced back. But immediately, I have my hands up lay on the floor, they come in like gangbusters, concussion grenade. First thing I'm saying, don't shoot my dog, don't shoot my dog. And I call my dog, I had a Roddy and a pit bull. The pit bull was a puppy, so it was caged that night. The Roddy, I'm like, Lulu, come here, come here. She come on the floor, she comes by me. I'm saying, don't shoot my dog. My girlfriend's at the top of the steps pregnant. Go ahead, shoot her. Like, don't shoot my dog. It was, she, she was like, when we did speak, She's like, what the fuck? Don't shoot your dog. Don't shoot the people in the house. You're worried about the dog. So with that, they lock me up. They have me for four months under the SAMS Act. Basically, it's like a terrorist watch. 
because they're worried. They don't know what the hell's going on uh, with the prosecutor. Finally, Judge Garifas, I think after three or four months, he releases me from those conditions, but there's still strict conditions on me. One of them was I couldn't see my girlfriend. At the time, my son, uh, she gave birth to my son. And the only time I got to see him and hold him was in the courtroom. He allowed a family member to bring him back in the bullpen so I could see him, and that was it. But uh, it was hell. Went through hell. And then with Vinny, just, um, you know, he was separated. They moved him to MCC New York. And when they locked me up, as, as dirty as they are, when they put me in the segregation unit, the guys are telling me, hey, Dom, they just moved Joe Messino out of that cell. I'm like, these dirty motherfuckers. Like, that's how grimy. They actually put me in his cell. Um, and then it gets even better. When I finally got the order released, it was in all the newspapers that I was involved in killing Quiet Dom's son, who's the acting boss of the Genovese crime family. And you'll hear that in a later podcast. But the feds, he was on the fourth floor at the time, Quiet Dom. Like, they had the floors set up A, B, and C, different pods. So each pod maybe held 100, 100 men. There was other Italians with Quiet Dom. So when I, they moved me down to his unit. When I arrived in that unit, as soon as they popped the doors, Kenneth McGritt Supreme was there. I did time with him back in the 90s. Knows me very well. We used to hang out together, work out together. Dom, how are you? Sorry to see you. I'm glad they finally let you out of the hole. I've been reading the papers. Um, so right away I asked him, who's here? He said, quiet Dom. I said, who else are the Italians? He said, nobody else. They moved the other Italians out. So now the feds had to be behind this. They were 1,000% sure that I killed his son. Now they put us together in the same unit, and they move all the other Italians out. So they're probably figuring something big is going to happen. So right away, being the man I am, knock. I ask Supreme Wizards, do I knock on the door? Hey, Dom, uh, if you don't know, I'm Dominic Sicali. It's a pleasure meeting you. He says, Dom, it's a pleasure meeting you as well. And with that, I'll leave that for another story. And... We took a walk out to the rec deck, but that's for another time. If you like this episode, final chapter, please hit subscribe, sign up. You'll be the first to see all the other videos coming out. Thank you for all your comments. I'll try to answer them all. I've been doing so as they come in. Even the negative ones, keep them coming in as well. Uh, like I said, I don't back down, shy away from anything in life. I like taking things straight on. And be ready for my next rap video. I'm having a blast doing it. I'm getting a lot of comments with that. Even though I don't claim to be a rapper, people are telling me I'm putting smiles on people's faces as they're having their morning coffee. I just made, it makes my day, knowing I'm bringing a smile to somebody's face and having fun. With that, everyone, much love. Have a good evening, morning, afternoon. Peace out and wait till the next episode and I hope you'll enjoy it. Thank you. <laughs>